When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to another ambitious entrepreneurnetwork.com podcast, the voice for entrepreneurs and small business. Now, onto the show. Are you frustrated and confused about how to attract new clients? Nothing you have done is working, and you're tired of waiting for the phone to ring. Imagine learning the tips and tools that will help you get noticed and booked by your ideal client and paid what you're worth for your amazing services. Now's the time to make your dream a reality, and the Ambitious Entrepreneur Show will teach you how. Now, over to your host, Anne-Marie Cross. Hey everyone, welcome to another show. This is episode 169. Now, do you sometimes feel a little unfocused and maybe a little unclear in your business? You're not entirely sure how to best position yourself in a saturated marketplace so you're seen as the go-to expert. Or maybe you spent some time and created a product which you were so excited about and you thought clients would love yet they didn't and hardly anyone has bought your product. Well, if that sounds like you, then stick around because joining me today is Kaylin Asher. Now, Kaylin helps entrepreneurs align their purpose and their business. And she's been spotlighted on Gary Vaynerchuk's One A Day Q&A, LKR Social Media, Mind Body Green, and she was also the 2014 Young Female Entrepreneur Stevie Award winner. Wow, that's uh, incredible. Now, on today's show, Kaylin is going to speak about how to position yourself as the go-to expert in your field, in your niche, by putting more you in your business. She's also going to be talking about how to create a product that will make your ideal customers salivate, can't wait for that, as well as five ways to infuse more purpose and meaning into your business so that you can find more fulfillment in your work. And then, of course, your clients will fall in love with you. So welcome to the show, Kaylin. Thank you so much for having me, Emery. I'm happy to be here. <laughs> Look, lovely that you could share your wisdom with us today because some of the things I mentioned in the introduction is what many entrepreneurs, unfortunately, are experiencing. So cannot wait to hear you share more. So you say that you work with purpose-driven entrepreneurs. Would love for you to share what do you define as a purpose-driven entrepreneur? A purpose-driven entrepreneur is anyone who is building a business because they are so passionate and in love with something that they can't help but want to share it with the world. Mm-hmm. It's those coaches out there who want to transform lives and those people who just really want to make a difference in their own unique way. And so I love working with people who don't just want to be in business to make money, but really want to be in business so that they can help other people transform lives and make money. Yes. <laughs> And what an incredible uh, and exciting thing to think that when you are living your purpose and supporting people, particularly as a coach or a practitioner, and really making an impact in their lives, 
while also impacting your life as well, whilst, you know, getting paid what you're worth and all that kind of great stuff. So yeah, so it's so important. So how can we know that our business is aligned with our purpose? You know, I think it's different for everyone, but I think you feel it on a physical, visceral level. It's some, you know, you've hit it when you're doing something that lights you up. Time is lost. You'd probably do it for free. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Obviously, it's better when you're making money, but a lot of us, we wouldn't make it to the point where we're making money if we weren't purpose-driven because it can be tough in the beginning, working through those months, maybe even years where there's little money, few clients, and to keep going, you really need to be purpose-driven in mm-hmm. order to stick with it for the long haul to reach that breaking point where your business really takes off. Yeah. And, you know, as entrepreneurs, we know that there are very many peaks and lows, isn't there, in our business? And there could be challenges and issues. And uh, if we're not aligned to that purpose, we could be tempted to give up or walk away or not remain committed when that end goal, which we're just so passionate about. And there's a phrase that I've heard and I, my, who said this escapes me, but maybe, you know, it's your why, why you are doing this, why you are in business. Well, your why must make you cry. You have to have that kind of real deeper sense that, you know, this is who I am and this is what I'm meant to be and how I'm meant to show up in the world and impact the lives of the people that uh, we're here to serve and support. So very important. So we hear the word often, the word niche being spoken about, (laughs) as well as positioning and share more about what you think, what's the difference between those two things? So for me, I feel like when you say niche, people think it's kind of two things plugged together, yoga for golfers, health and wellness for new moms. You know, you're Mm -hmm. kind of putting together two areas and forcing them into the same category because you're passionate about two things. Positioning, I feel like, is a little more poetic. There's a little more freedom with Mm -hmm. that because it can be so much more subtle. It can be the way you present yourself in your brand. Do you align yourself with luxury or with fun? Do you have really jazzy, upbeat, funny copy on your website, or is it more serious and subdued? It's positioning, in my opinion, tends to be a little bit more subtle. Mm -hmm. And it's often a way of more authentically communicating who you are as a purpose-driven entrepreneur. Because when you come into business, we often think, I'm multi-passionate. I have so many things that I love. If I just plug a bunch of them together, I'll be able to make a business. And that would be finding more of a niche, in my opinion, where positioning, it can be, you can put all of you in a more fluid, organic way into your business. Mm. And and that's what I really strive to achieve with the clients I work with, to find their positioning in the market rather Mm. than just trying to find a niche that we can plug them into. Yeah. And, you know, as you're speaking, one of the things that I'm often reminded about and how you're mentioning about, you know, showing up as you and some of the things that we may personally love, like some people might be more fun and therefore you spend a bit of time with them and you can see their personalities and characteristics and so forth really do have those elements of fun. You know, how often do many purpose-driven entrepreneurs start their own businesses, yet they tend to look at what are other people doing? How are they showing up in the marketplace? We really do need to get to that point where we are okay and we give ourselves permission 
to identify and continue to show up as who we are. Don't you find that so many of us don't give ourselves permission to recognize what makes us unique and then allow that to influence everything that we do and how we show up? Yes, I completely agree. I think so often when we're new in this entrepreneurial game that we look to someone else, we see the success that we perceive them to be having and we think, oh, if I can only just replicate that, Mm -hmm. then I'll find success. I'll find what I'm supposed to be doing and everything will align. And unfortunately, that's not the case. We're always a much better version of ourselves than a second-rate version of anybody else. And that is where we're going to find the success. When we really step into our own, claim our voice, really figure out exactly the very best things in us and how we can package them and deliver them Mm -hmm. to our ideal clients, that's the space we need to strive for. And no matter how tempting it can be to see what someone else is doing and think, ah, I could do that in my own way, maybe. And then you find that you're comparing yourself to them far too much. Yeah, exactly. (laughs) And and stifling your own creativity and your own potential in the meantime. Yeah. And you know, often when we are doing that, we're trying to be someone or something that we're not, it really does feel fake and it feels awkward as we're putting on that mask. And unfortunately, what happens, and we may not realize this, and as we do continue to show up, it does show up as fake. And I recall this lovely, very soft-hearted, kind woman kind of stood up and gave her presentation. And all of a sudden, out of the blue, here comes these not-so-nice words and cussing kind of words. And it was like, really? And it just was so off-brand to her and who she was. Yet, you know, she'd kind of started following a mentor who was a little bit more risque in that. But that was that mentor's approach. And you could just tell that that was her mannerisms. And it just really fit. So just a word of caution, and and please feel free to to speak to this too, Kaylin, because when you're trying to be someone that you're not, it often does show even worse. And that is just not the message that you want to portray as you are continuing to position yourself in the market. Would you agree? Completely. And I think it's off-putting for our clients when they arrive on our site, on our website, or meet us in person, or hear us on a podcast like yours. If, mm. if you're trying to deliver a message that's not yours, people can tell. People are very intuitive. They're very perceptive. And they would rather work with or buy from the person that you're emulating, that, mm. that person, and not you. They want to buy from someone who really it has the confidence and the wherewithal and the ambition in and of themselves to be authentically themselves yes. in their business. Because yeah. as we know, we are our brands. And, and if there's a disconnect there between who you really are and the brand you're presenting, people sense that and they're turned off by it. Like yeah. you're saying. And specifically too, from the other point of view, if you have a very prominent characteristics such as I mean I knew a colleague who was very bubbly in her personality and Kaylin she would often say you know I often have to subdue myself yet you spend five minutes in her presence and you were laughing because she was just that kind of person and I said you know what you need to show that through you need to shine shine and, and allow that to really be what flows from you and just giving yourself permission so it can work that way too if there is a characteristics that is uniquely you've got another colleague whose laugh is just so infectious and trying to subdue that just would not be him and so I think it's give yourself permission to show up who you are as who you are and embrace some of those unique 
And some of them might be funny qualities, but that is just who you are. And guess what? No one else can copy you, which is great because that's just so uniquely you. Exactly. It eliminates competition when you're yourself. Yeah, absolutely. So we mentioned an issue in the introduction where we've spent a lot of time and effort and energy creating a product and guess what? It's still sitting on the shelf. No one's purchased it. So what would you say would be your top tip for creating a product that will make our ideal customers come running to us? Yeah, I think this is something that we've probably all hit in some capacity as entrepreneurs, that we create something that we are so proud of. It's our baby and we just want it to be received out there in the world and it's not. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we hear crickets. Nobody mm-hmm. is buying. No one's interested. No one's coming knocking on the door. And I would bet 99 times out of 100, it's because we built that product in relative isolation. Mm-hmm. We thought it was a great idea in our own minds. We thought it was brilliant. We built the outline. We did the branding. We fleshed it out and created this beautiful thing. But we didn't ask what our customers or our ideal clients really wanted mm-hmm, up front. Mm-hmm. And when you have that missing piece, when you haven't talked to your audience, when you haven't connected with them and really asked them, what is it that you need? How can I serve you? What are the problems you're facing in your life and how can I help you solve them? When we don't start there, that's when our products don't sell. That's when our coaching programs remain unfilled. And that's really when we get discouraged because Mm -hmm. we think we've created something so beautiful, something so worthwhile, and perhaps we have, but it's not the right thing for our clients. Mm -hmm. I think that's so true and so important as entrepreneurs to be aware of, as well as listening and being curious and going out and see how are our ideal clients talking about their issues and what they're struggling with because and I'm sure you've had this situation too where you've been in a networking meeting someone stands up introduces themselves what they do and how they can support clients and you're left thinking you what what do you do because they're using all of this jargon and it's like I have no idea what you've just said. And it's really unfortunate because your ideal client may be sitting there struggling and has been for many years and really does need that product or that support or services that you can offer. But because you're describing it in a way that just does not connect, does not compute, you're missing out on clients. So you may have a really great product or service. You're just not speaking about it in a way that's going to connect and make sense to your ideal client. Do you find that too? Yes, completely. If, Like I was saying, if you don't talk to them at the forefront, you're not mm. going to know the languaging that they use, the way they refer to their problems. Like you said, you might have something that could really serve them, but if your marketing doesn't speak to them in a way that they really feel heard, then it's not going to capture their attention. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's really quite sad because, I mean, you may have spent so much time putting great content, great information in there that could really support be life-changing yet you haven't really spend a lot of time right up front in getting the right wording and things like that within that so if someone has created a product and maybe it is sitting on their virtual shelves and hasn't really moved would you suggest that they go back and just do some further research into you know who are who are your ideal clients and what are they struggling with so you can kind of tweak it a little bit 
to make sure that the language that you use and, and how you explain that product can then kind of be altered to make sure that your ideal client really does connect when you share information about it. Would that be something that you would suggest? Yes, I think that's always a great idea because often you've probably hit a lot of the points that they need mm. in your product, in your service, in the package that you've put together for them, but you're not delivering it. You're not speaking about it in a way that they understand or feel heard. So if you go back and you talk to them and maybe if you haven't beta tested it, if you hadn't kind of gotten people out there trying it out, telling you their experience with it, their feedback, their testimonials, mm -hmm. and hearing their words and the way they talk about it. Sometimes you don't need to change very much at all, but you just need to figure out a better way to pitch it to them. And interacting with them will be the best way to do that. Sometimes you need to repackage it. Maybe you've done a group program that really needs to be a one-on-one -on -one coaching mm -hmm. option. Or maybe you've done something that you thought would be amazing as a sit-down one-on-one and it really would be a great kind of hands-off online program that's an evergreen thing that sits on your website. So sometimes you do need to think about the formatting too, what makes the most sense for their lives and the way that they want to be taught or interact with you. Mm. And I, I just really appreciate you sharing those comments because so often as entrepreneurs, and, and you mentioned this earlier, we do often work solo. We're not out there speaking to people and, and getting feedback. So what often happens is our inner critic can really start to work overboard and go overboard and I'm a failure. No one likes my product. And, you know, look, oh gosh, if we're really purpose driven and we are passionate about what we do, we can take this to heart. And the last thing we want you, um, the audience, to think is that you're no good. People are rejecting you. It's not the case at all. This is Kaylin has said, you may just need to go back and tweak it. So please don't give up. Just get back out there. See if you can speak to people, people that may have even gone through the, and, and used the product. Go back and ask them. Never treat feedback as a direct impact on you. Don't you think that's so important? We need to take the personal out of it. Don't let any feedback that you receive be a personal criticism to you because it absolutely is not. It's just going to allow you to create an even better product or service or program that you know ideal clients are going to love and want to recommend to others. Yes? Yes, it's so true. And when people offer feedback, it's not about you, the entrepreneur. It's about mm -hmm. them. It's mm -hmm. about their experience as a client. And so we have to realize that everyone's coming at it from with their own story, with their own background. And it's not about you. It's not a personal attack, but we do have to listen to it mm -hmm. uh, most of the time. You know, sometimes you also have to realize when it's a time not to listen. Yes. <laughs> you know, I mean, we need to balance that. We can't get too pulled by what everyone else is saying, but yes. we need to have that balance of not just working completely in our own space and our own minds, but to, to listen to our audience and the people that we really desire to serve in yeah. our business. Very, very important, which is why it's so important to create a community that will surround mm -hmm. you, that are like-minded, that you know have your back and will give you the right feedback to support, to uplift, rather than that negative criticism, which we know is not there to support and uplift, but rather pull you down. We don't want anyone in your space in that way, that's for sure. So what I want to do is spend a little bit of time talking about the five ways to infuse more purpose and meaning into your business. And I know that your personal journey and how you became a clarity coach is probably going to give us some really great insights into how 
on why you are so passionate in helping other entrepreneurs have more purpose and meaning in their business too. So please share your story, a bit of your personal journey, how you became a clarity coach, and then we'll go into some of the ways people can infuse more purpose and meaning into their business too. Sounds good. So my personal journey, um, it was just almost a decade actually of serial entrepreneurship. Mm -hmm. I started business after business after business searching for my calling, mm-hmm. my thing, the thing that I was supposed to be doing and delivering to the world. And I knew from the beginning that I wanted to help people live beautiful lives. I took that very literally at first. I started out in interior design. I thought maybe helping people design beautiful homes and helping them live beautiful lives in that way would be fulfilling and the right fit for me. And I discovered rather quickly that it wasn't. <laughs> and I progressed on to freelance writing and blogging and exploring really the world of online businesses. And that's when I started to hit my stride and really see that there was a way of connecting with people in such a impactful and global way when you used an online format. Mm -hmm. And I realized that the clarity that I was seeking throughout my journey in entrepreneurship was something that so many other people were dealing with. Entrepreneurs tend to be multi-passionate multi-focused and be good at many things. And it can be so challenging to find that the way to distill all the goodness and all the talents and all the strengths that you have Mm -hmm. into something that can be delivered in a clear, concise, and confident way to your clients. And so I realized that from my personal experience and over the years, I've done a number of business trainings and marketing workshops and I just kind of accumulated this wealth of resources and knowledge along with just my personal drive and passion for entrepreneurship and building businesses and I realized this was the way to help people to be a clarity coach to help them find what it is that makes them special and how to deliver that in a business and also back it with the confidence and that success mindset that can be so hard to find in the beginning when we are struggling in our businesses and to embrace a place of, I feel successful, I know I'll be successful and therefore I'll continue on on this path so that I can make the difference I'm meant to make. Mm. I can so relate to, to your story and I think sometimes having someone in your corner such as yourself to validate the things mm-hmm. that you're doing really does give you that level of confidence that you say, you know what, yeah, I should be doing. I certainly know that about you know having multiple different things because it's interesting and I often get bored. This is one of mine being transparent. I can sometimes get bored with things quickly. Okay, what can we do next? It's that, it's the chase. It's the, all right, done that, know how to do that next. What's the next thing? Which often can be to to your detriment if you're not seeing something through right to the end. So thank you for sharing that story. So through your learnings and through the work that you do with your clients, what are some ways that we can infuse more purpose and meaning into our business? Because when we do that, we do have more fulfillment in our work. And when that shines through everything that we do, we naturally become that magnet for clients because they want to work with us because I want what you're having. You're so passionate or whatever it is that you know, you're know you really continuing to portray in your business. That's what we want. So what are some ways to do that? So one of the ways I suggest for my clients is that they You know, we talked about how entrepreneurs can work in isolation and kind of get down on themselves when they feel like things aren't happening in their business right away. And I always suggest aligning with something bigger. 
You know, if we are truly purpose-driven entrepreneurs, what is the purpose that is driving us? Are we aligning ourselves with beauty, joy, creativity, maybe health, abundance, fulfillment? What is that bigger vision that Mm -hmm. is behind our business that we are trying to deliver to the world? And then in those moments when maybe we're feeling down or frustrated or like a failure even, mm-hmm. if we remember that we are aligned aligned with this bigger purpose, this bigger mission that's beyond ourselves, it really doesn't leave us a choice but to continue on with what we're, what we're doing and yeah. trying to build in our business. Yeah, it kind of pulls us forward, doesn't it? Yes. Because, um, yeah, it's just that bigger, bigger vision. What's another way? I think another really important thing is to remember why you are doing what you're doing. Mm. So take some time and maybe even and jot this down, keep a journal. And is it to support your family or have more time with your family to maybe share your story and your experience with the world to help other people maybe get through something difficult that you yourself overcame? We need to remember that why behind our business in mm-hmm. order to continue on again in those times when maybe it's a little challenging and to really feel connected to that purpose that had us starting with so much ambition and so much fire in the beginning. Mm -hmm. I love that. So know our why. What's another way? I think another thing is to make space for opportunities. A lot of us keep ourselves very busy but we're not always doing the things that make the biggest difference Mm. in our businesses. And so if we kind of take stock of how we're spending our time, how we're spending our days, and if there are moments that maybe we don't need to be checking our email or keeping ourselves busy with busy work, if we make space for opportunities to connect with our community, to connect with other entrepreneurs, to maybe branch out in another way in our business if you've been hoping to develop a new product or a new service. It's so important to remember to not just keep yourself busy in your business, but to keep thinking about ways to grow and serve in a bigger way that not only serves your clients and your customers, but also fulfills you more completely. Mm -hmm. I think that is so true. And I think within that, it is also giving yourself permission to say no to something. I was just looking at my calendar today as I looked at the months coming up and it's actually to me started to feel a little bit tight around the edges and it's like, mm, and I thought, you know what, I'm going to give myself permission to rather than do this weekly, do it. We have a term here in Australia called fortnightly, which is every two weeks. Uh, and sometimes you need to do that because otherwise, if you are so busy, those opportunities are just going to pass us by because there's no room. And I think, I'm not sure who this was. I know Michael Hyatt, if you've heard of Michael Hyatt, very well known in the US as well. He talks about margin. You have to allow a certain level of margin in in your business. So, yeah. yeah. Okay, so do you you have any more ways? These are good. Yeah, I, I have a few more suggestions. I think for me, and I found for many of my clients, that they struggle with how to describe themselves and their business. And you actually hit on this earlier that, We can confuse people when we make this long list of all the elements of our business that we're trying to deliver. And so I always challenge my clients to find their words and really find a concise and clear way of describing what they do because we need to be able to communicate our purpose clearly when we are entrepreneurs. We need to be able to really drive home the point of our business, who we're serving, how we're doing it, why we're doing it. 
as clearly and concisely as possible because that's how our message grows and spreads because people are able to share our words and express what we're doing to others. And, mm-hmm. and so I always find that taking the time to do some personal development and personal investigation and introspection and really thinking about who am I, how am I serving my clients, and how can I describe that in the most beautifully concise way possible so mm-hmm. that it leaves a lasting mark in their minds, I think that's always a worthwhile challenge to present to ourselves for bettering our businesses. You know what? I think that is crucial because if we're not clear on that, if we're not able to communicate that in a way that can be understood by our ideal client and and stakeholders, then how on earth are they supposed to understand what we are doing? So I think that is certainly a critical and worthwhile. Do you have any more? These are great. Yes, I have one last one, and, mm-hmm. and this one's my favorite, and it is to live your days purposefully. And by that, I mean, how would you move through your day if you were already the most successful, most confident version of yourself, especially if you're a new entrepreneur, you're still growing your business, it can be so easy to play small because you feel like there are so many other people out there who know more than you and are doing more than you and making more money than you. But if you already were successful, if you already had attained that level of expertise that you envisioned for yourself, which is completely possible and ahead of you on this road, how would you act? What services would you offer? How would you talk to your clients? How would you talk about yourself? And do that. Act as if. Live in that space. Be that confident totally self-possessed entrepreneur that you are going to be. And if you start acting that way now, you'll become it so much sooner and it won't feel like you're acting anymore. Mm, I love that. You'll just feel it. Love that. Love all of those. And they certainly will help us to be more purposeful, have more meaning in our business. And of course, with that, comes fulfillment, which I know all of the ambitious entrepreneurs who are listening to the show, fulfillment, meaning in our work, all of that is just so very important. Thank you so much for coming on the show, Kaylin. How can people find out more about you and connect with you? Of course, you can find me at kaylinasher.com. My name's a little difficult to spell, but um, do you want me to spell it out or will you have a link below? We will certainly have a link to the show notes. Wonderful. Yeah. And find me at kaylinasher.com. I have lots of resources for entrepreneurs to help you find your path to success. Yeah. Terrific. Well, as I said, we've got all of Kaylin's details on our show notes. Go to ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash AES169. Please reach out to her. I think having that meaning and having purpose in your business is so important and will certainly pull you forward in times, yeah, when disappointments and, and things happen, which of course do in our businesses. So if this is the first time that you are listening to the show, it has been an honor and a pleasure to spend some time with you. We do hope that you'll come back next week subscribe to the show so that you are notified every time we release another interview ambitiousentrepreneurnetwork.com forward slash aes itunes until next week have a fabulous week bye for now kaylin bye thanks so much
This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.